Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. What do we got today, Rick? We got a week 16 Q&A. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. <laughs> What's up, bro? I didn't make it. You didn't make it. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Trevion Williams or whatever. I think I started him. I think he had um, 0.8 points. <laughs> Solid start. You, you know, you, you know the guy that I would have picked up, Benny Snell. You know how many points he had? How many? 18. Well, Who would have won? <laughs> that's a shame. Um, I, 20, 21 minutes too late. I did lose in our staff league, but our listener league, all that smack I was talking in the offseason being like, you know, by the draft guy, if you can beat us, well, I'm He's in the in championship. The He's in the chip. So we'll see. We'll see how yeah, it goes. I, I did not fare as you on the other hand weren't paying attention and just <laughs> choked yourself to the worst record Next in year, the league. I, I paid attention for the you early did. weeks of the and season. And then you realized my team got your hurt. team wasn't good. Your team was your team actually wasn't that bad. My team was, was good. Injured. It just got hurt. Yeah. yeah. So whatever. Fantasy football happens. Yep. It happens. This this season's been very strange. But uh welcome in to the Q and A episode. Final one of 2021. We've done like three of these this year. Maybe we should do more next year. Yeah, you could probably do some in the off season. We did too. One with the uh, in the uh, in the uh, off season, we did one with uh, what is it? I can't remember the fantasy football chat. Yes, people, yeah, the Discord yeah, chat, the Discord chat, and then um, and then we did two the last couple weeks. So we're probably going to do more of these in 2021. But we got a championship Q and A. It should be interesting. We My do. name is Morgan Colby. Burke Lemon. What's up? So let's uh, let's jump right into a lot of these questions because we don't want to give you any more time of me Chit-chat. and Rick flirting with each other. <laughs> Love that comment. <laughs> um, so before we do that, check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Chance on Instagram at thefantasychampions. Like us at facebook.com forward slash thefantasychampions. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platform, smash the sub button. Yeah. Kill it. Subscribe. Do all those good things, um, and then leave a review. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, same thing. Subscribe. Subscribe is not enough. Click the bell for notifications to get notifications whenever we post a new podcast. Like and comment down below. So let's jump right in. Before I do, um, I'm tired of Christmas. Dude, it's Christmas Eve. I love Christmas. It's one of my favorite holidays, but it, when I you get married, you have to oh, get everyone gifts. Everybody. And um, I'm done. Then getting people gifts. <laughs> I've shopped like four straight days. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm ready to die, especially during COVID. You got to wear a mask in all the stores. And now in our state, they're making like it's 25% capacity. So we have to wait outside to get into a store. Oh, yeah, in the freezing cold. And I'm yeah, waiting that's... outside in 20 degree weather trying to buy presents for people. And I'm like, do I really love these people this much? <laughs> um,. Yeah, I, I, I like Christmas too. I love Christmas. You know, I think wrapping isn't the best. Not a crazy fan of wrapping presents. No. Um, And, you know, shopping. I hate shopping, but once I'm there, it's not bad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, I like out. shopping for myself. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I was I mean, walking around Target and I'm like, should I buy myself a new iPad? And I oh called gosh. my wife and she said no. And and that was, was like, the end of it. That's probably safe. 
for for you to say. All right. Do you want to get into these questions? Yeah, let's do it. So uh, we got a bevy of questions. A hundred what? Hundred and fifty. Yeah, we got like one hundred fifty yeah, comments. A lot of a lot of comments. A lot of questions. So um, we're gonna jump right in. We we picked ten. We're gonna get to ten, um, and hopefully yours was selected, and we can help you. Um, I would say if you're asking about AJ Brown, we do have a question for him in here. It's a good question. It's a very good question. Yeah, we'll good. answer that one. But uh, if we didn't put your AJ Brown or Jalen Hurts questions in, I would say start Jalen Hurts or start AJ Brown. <laughs> yeah, we got a gazillion of for those. most of them, unless it's ridiculously blatant. Jalen Brown was uh, Jalen Brown. I have basketball in my mind. Um, we just did our fantasy basketball draft because uh, it doesn't stop. I did, exactly. Uh, I got so many questions about Jalen Hurts this week. Love Jalen Hurts. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, I almost fell out of my chair. We actually can stop, talk about Jalen Hurts right now. You want to do that? Yeah, let's do it. Um, Jalen Hurts or Tom Brady is the first question. And I wanted to go straight to Rick's soul. So I'll let you open the floor. This really hurts me so much because I love both these guys. They won me money last week. I was telling telling you before that. Um, mm. Love love both these guys. But I'm going to say Jalen Hurts. I'm on the train. And it hurts me to say that because I love Tom Brady. And it's a juicy, juicy matchup against the Detroit Lions. And I think he's a good start. But Jalen Hurts, what he's doing right now, the last two weeks, it's hard to ignore. It's hard to ignore. You know, yeah. you, you see a guy who just pops onto the scene like this. It's like a Justin Herbert was in the beginning of the year. Yeah. And some people were very slow to jump on that train, and it costed them. I'm not trying to do that with, with Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think we talked about it before on one of our previous shows that he – Looks like he's a le- he's a league winner right now, yeah. um, and he's got a great matchup against Dallas. What he did to Arizona this past week was insane. Yeah, um, his rushing floor is crazy. He rushed for 108 yards in his first start, 63 in a touchdown in his second start. Like against Dallas, it's mm-hmm. safe to assume he's gonna rush for at least 50, 60 yards, um, and then add that to what he can do passing. Like, yeah, it's just it's hard to stop. I think he's gonna get 20, 25 maybe 30 fantasy points. And even though I think Brady's good for another 20-plus point week, I would rather start Jalen Hurts because I think he's got the upside. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Jalen Hurts, and it's not even close for me. Well, how is that a surprise? (laughs) (laughs) So Brady actually – I want to say he surprised me, but he didn't Um, because I had him ranked like 12 to 14, I think. I think you had him ranked like 14, let's be honest. I could pull it up, but I'm not gonna. I might. <laughs> I don't know. You had him in that matter. area. It doesn't matter. Yeah, twelve to fourteen is where I had him. Right now he's ten, and if he has like one more bad week, I think he can slip down to like twelve. So he's still in twelve team leagues, a QB one. Um, but he's not really. He's at the bottom end of usually. If you make it past like QB seven or eight, yeah, it's not a week to week start kind of guy yeah, yeah that's and fair. brady you you were we were arguing on sunday pretty angrily about me and rick's teams oh uh in our I, home i tried not to include in brady home. in that <laughs> and he he said he mentioned ryan Tannehill, and i'm like he was like oh, ryan Tannehill, justin herbert and i'm like it's probably just even because herbert had one i mean um Tannehill had like 140 point week that kind of threw him over the top but he's been good but then i was like i didn't even think to ask you so i'm gonna do it live on the show this isn't good <laughs> Then why did you proceed? If you had Tannehill, why did you proceed to start Brady the entire season? Because, you know, in, <laughs> if the, you home, had the, QB4, in the home league, 
You want to I play this Brady. game. Oh. Yes, I play this game where if it's close enough, I will pick the guy. <laughs> oh, excuse me. That I want to watch because it's a home league. You know, it's just for fun. No money online. Yes, we are trying our hardest. Obviously, I'm trying to win. But if it's close enough, I'm like, I'm gonna start Tom Brady. Yeah. I'm just gonna do okay. it. Okay, that's know? fair. I but I, my point I, is I did bench Brady is, a few times. Though, Tannehill, so Tannehill, and Brady are kind of like Tannehill. Even though he's like I think the QB four at this point. Yeah, he is like he almost feels like a streamer because I know he feels like that. Because, but like yeah. if you look at his stats, like he really has been. But anyway, pretty good all year. Back to Brady or Hurts. Yeah. So Brady has had 21 over the course of the season from week one to 15. He had 21, 8, 22, 33. So two good games there. 13, 14, two bad games. 36, 19, five. Yeah. So so far this so far down. at this point he what is it through nine weeks he had maybe yeah. four weeks where he was startable, um, and then he had 31, 14, 23, 15, 23. So I think he'll probably get somewhere between 15 and 20 this week, if you're going based on trends. Um, that is not there's no science in that. There's just yeah. trends. So I think, so I I think you're if you have Brady. And you can't get hurt. I don't think that Brady's a bad play. But to answer this man's questions, I think that it would have to be Jalen Hurts. And I think the Brady's biggest problem, like this past week against Atlanta, 390 passing yards, two touchdowns, 23 fantasy points. Yeah. Like, he that's only, a good week. He only, it's a great week for Brady. Great. Yeah. That's a fantastic week for a quarterback. Yeah. He only scored 23 fantasy points. Yeah. Jalen Hurts could throw 200 passing yards and two touchdowns. And then still pass Brady and get 35 fantasy points because of his rushing. Right. Simple. And so I think I think for me, Brady's probably a safer floor play. If, yes. if you have an yeah, easy yeah. matchup this week. Like a, you, you're, you you're probably facing, don't, though. You're facing the, the sixth seed. Facing the sixth seed in the championship. They don't have a good quarterback. And you got that easy matchup. And you think you're going to walk your way yeah. to a chip and you have Brady. I don't think it's worth taking the risk on starting Jalen Hurts. But if you are in a matchup that's really close or you're in a matchup where you need a big performance from your quarterback, I have to go Jalen Hurts. I probably just overall would say go Jalen Hurts because I was going to say, rushing. I think overall I'm going Hurts anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Brady's still not a bad play. He's got Detroit this week. Yeah. No, it's not a bad play at all. But to answer your question, we both say Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, yeah. Um, number two is another quarterback question. I believe it's the only quarterback question we have left. Yeah, quarterback questions are so difficult because they really, if you're in a four point league like everyone is, they're kind of a non consequential decision. Like they can have massive ramifications. I mean, you could start Derek Carr and then we are in. I'm in a I'm in a six point touchdown league, and our home league is a five point touchdown league, which is not something you ever see. Quarterbacks matter in those leagues and four point touchdown leagues. They still matter because they they still get like twenty points. They matter, but they're such an easy unless you're in a super flex league. They're such an easy uh, position to predict that making these these close decisions is going to be like like Tom Brady or Jalen Hurt uh, Jalen Hurts right now. They're both going to yeah. get 20 20 points probably. Yeah. So it's not like you're going to lose points right, based right, on right. that. Uh, unless the saying. other team has Patrick Mahomes and he gets 50. Like if you if he if, if he has Patrick Mahomes and he gets 50, it doesn't matter which guy you're choosing, yeah. you're still going to lose. But this but, is um, a, this next one's a very good quarterback. This question. one is a very good quarterback question because I legitimately have no idea how to answer it. But it's um it's Lamar Jackson or Justin Herbert. Yeah, I'm gonna go Justin Herbert here. Um, that was quick. Yeah, well, it's it's <laughs> it's partly based on it's mostly based on matchup. I think J, uh, Lamar though right now I was gonna say Jalen Hurts again. Lamar is very hot right now, so he's not a bad start at all. Like he's been fantastic. We told you to start him. Sleeper, this past week. sleeper just told me that he has 20 seconds left in this game. What? 
Yeah. Dude, that's I don't know what that means. Oh yeah, it says twenty seconds left. That's funny. Um, but yeah, we told we we've told you like his end of season schedule is great. We like um we liked his upcoming matchups and he's played really really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This week against the Giants, it's a little different. The Giants have been surprisingly very good against quarterbacks all season. I still think Lamar has been, you know, he's gonna ride the wave. He's been very good, so I do think he's actually gonna be pretty good against the Giants better than people think but with Justin Herbert going up against Denver it's a much easier matchup Herbert got 26 last week against the Raiders I think we're safe to assume that he's Mm going to get another 20 25 maybe even 30 game against Denver while Lamar you can expect that Mm -hmm. 25 30 game but there's also I think it just as good of a chance that he lays an egg this week and gets like 12 15 points I think if you had to choose it's a close one, though. It's a close one, but I, like like I said, I think ever since like three years ago, I'm, I always have to go, especially against an easy matchup. Not really, according to Sleeper. Would you say the Giants are an easy matchup? No. Okay. I don't know why. Against quarterbacks, know. they've, they've sure. given up. Um, I can tell you the number they've given up this year. They have, I think they're fourth in the league, fourth worst. Wow. wonder why that's um, the case. They've given up 16.8 fantasy points a game to quarterbacks. Okay. Well, um, I guess I have to go Herbert. <laughs> yeah, it's close. So, because Lamar has been great lately. Really it's hard it. to bench Lamar Jackson the way he's playing right now. Yeah. I, I think the other thing, too, is that you saw earlier in the season through the first like six to 10 weeks, um, Herbert was rushing a little bit and there was like a floor of like two fantasy points a game. Um, and since like week 11, he has only rushed it six total times on the from week 11 all the way to week 15. So yeah, that's, that's very, very to me, that's very concerning. It so, is. Yeah. Uh, but Herbert, the only game in, he, uh, it's, I don't feel good about either one of these <laughs> <laughs> against Denver. I think Herbert's a good play. I would, that's yeah. why I would take Herbert. He's got the easier matchup. He's done good. I think they played Denver twice this year, and he had 23 last time he played Denver. Yep. So I think he's going to be around that range. Yeah, he probably will be around that range. I, I just think for Lamar, it's going to it's gonna depend on how effective he is on the ground. Yeah. And and if he if he rushes it 10 times and gets you know 10 yards per carry, and he's at 100 rushing yards and scores a touchdown, I mean, that's it's easy money. He doesn't even have to do well throwing the ball. Uh, in order to have success this week. But if he has what he did against Jacksonville, where he rushed 10 times for 35 yards, right? Uh, he'll probably not win you your week. I mean, he had nine fantasy points on that, which got him up to 30 fantasy points. But had he not scored that touchdown, he probably would have been right around like 24, 23. Still good. Which is still good. But I think against tough matchups, you've seen him not perform well. Like right, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Colts, Indianapolis, yeah. New England. He had 16, 18, 22. So... Um, not bad still it's not bad against new england but i just it, it's going to be a tough tough situation for him against the giants so i i think i would start herbert yeah it's that one is a close one though it's very close um wayne gallman or tony pollard gosh off the top of my head without looking at anything um i'm gonna say tony pollard what he did last week was really impressive without uh, ezekiel elliott and ezekiel elliott i believe is out again this week right we don't know that. I don't believe he's out. I was going to say that for this question. Okay. Yeah, I think so. he plans to play is what they said. So if Zeke is playing, that changes things. I think I'm not really trying to start Tony Pollard just because I have no idea what they're going to do. You know, I have no idea how the Cowboys plan on using that backfield if Zeke plays. If Zeke does not play, though, it's Tony Pollard for me, and it's not really close. Um, yeah, I would I would agree with that. 
because again, what he did last week without Zeke was just mm-hmm. really, really good. Uh, let me see if I can pull up his numbers. And I know when Gallman has a very tough matchup this week against Baltimore, and I don't love it. When Gallman has not been good last few weeks, mm-hmm. he's been getting like what right. two points, eight points. They're kind of you know going away from him a little bit. So I'm really not trying to start Wayne Gallman this week at all. Right. Um, I will say though. It's so tough, man. It's so tough. I think with with Zeke out, it's obvious, right? It's Tony Pollard. With right. Zeke in, I've kind of convinced myself in my brain right now that I'm starting Tony Pollard anyway because he had such <laughs> – listen, because he had such a good week, right? Yeah. You think even with Zeke – even if Zeke plays, right. they're still going to use Tony Pollard. Well, I think the, the I think the big thing that you, you have to preface here is that it wasn't like he was good in the game. Yeah. Like he was good pass catching wise, but rushing the football, he had eleven rushes for I believe it was thirty nine yards. Yeah, it wasn't great. So it was like three point eight, three point nine yards a carry. So it wasn't the best. He did score two touchdowns. He had a good day fantasy wise, but on the ground, I think you could you could make an argument that it wasn't the best. Um I still think he's he's not a bad option. Um, I over the last couple weeks we saw him against Baltimore. He had eight carries, um, and then against Cincinnati he had eleven. I was so gonna say that he split carries you're, last week. You're you're kind of in a situation where he, he the max he gets is about forty percent of the snaps. Yeah. Do you think that number goes up at all though? No. Maybe to forty five. I don't. Okay. So uh, I think that there is a chance that if you throw him in the game that he gets 11, 12, 13 points. Uh, yeah. But if, if Zeke is playing, they're going to give Zeke the ball. And yeah. it, it, I think it will look more like a 60-40 split. I just – I don't know if I'm going to – I don't know if I can trust that for Tony Pollard. It's hard to trust that. Wayne Gallman against Baltimore is is in kind of – it's a, a different situation where he's going to get opportunity. It's just the last couple yeah, weeks he see, hasn't. The way like that – what I noticed with the Giants is when they're winning games or in games, he'll get opportunity. But against Cleveland, when they were blown out, they just yeah. completely threw him to the side. And because they don't use him and in against the, Baltimore, they're going to get blown out. Is what you're saying right? And they don't okay. use him in the passing game at all. Right? Yeah, I, this is a tough one. Um, I don't know if they're going to get. See, that's the thing. Like if they, I think they'll lose to Baltimore, but I think it, they might be able to make it close enough where they still use Wayne Gallen. This yeah. is a very good one. It's a very good question. I'm starting Tony yeah. Pollard. I'm going to start Tony Pollard as well. I'll go in that direction. It hurts my soul, but I will. Um, let's talk about the next one, DJ Moore or T.Y. Hilton. Uh, this is this one, it doesn't sound tough when I first say it. Um, the way T.Y. Hilton has been playing, though, it's like... Yeah. Uh, so T.Y. didn't have the best week this past week. Also... I just want to note, we're going to assume that uh, DJ Moore is not on, that he's been activated from COVID IR. I think he already had, he played this past week. I don't know why. It says COVID next to his name. Not really I don't sure know. Why. Maybe but anyway, he had COVID like two weeks ago. Keep it on. <laughs> Whatever. So this past week, he had 16 fantasy points, eight targets, six catches, 131 yards, didn't score a touchdown. So that's pretty good, especially against Green Bay, 
who shuts down people pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty uh, what is it, um, regularly. Yeah. Uh, and so I think he can do that against Washington. Nothing really scares me more about Washington than the fact they have J.C. Young crushing people. Yeah, so. is Teddy Ridgewater going to have to be able to throw um, the ball down the field at all? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> but uh, so it's a tough matchup for D.J. Moore, and you have T.Y. Hilton going up against Pittsburgh, who's kind of middle of the road in terms of fantasy points to wide receivers, and that's kind of changed since the midway point. Mm-hmm. Um, this past week he had six ca- uh, six targets, four catches for 71 yards, um, nine fantasy points. So after going 16, 21, and 23, he went out again against Houston and only had nine. What makes me nervous <clears throat> about T.Y. Hilton is that I think there's a chance that he could just revert right back to that five, six yep. target again. Like these really, these good games, he had five targets against Tennessee, four catches. This is a 16 point game. He caught a touchdown and he did really well, got 81 yards. Still had the same target share as he had in the previous weeks. The only different, I think the only difference about the stretch of games is the fact that he was catching touchdowns and the fact that his target share increased like slightly. Um, this past week he went back to six targets. So if he goes he to five targets, I think he reverts back to bad T Y Hilton and you might get burned in the fantasy championship, especially against Pittsburgh. We came into the year saying DJ Moore is a stud. I think you have to roll with him. I'm going to go with DJ Moore. I agree. I, I like DJ Moore, um, over T Y for this week. Um, T Y I do. I will say they have gotten him involved in the offense a little bit more because you know that 11 target game i think was legit like they did try to get he did have a game where he had 10 targets earlier in the season yeah oh okay so but it felt like they were trying to get him involved like we haven't been doing this all year let's try to get ty going i think Um, i think the difference is obviously the touchdowns but i think i think they might have gotten him more involved in the red zone yeah more recently for sure and i think um you know, even this past week against Houston, he was okay, nine fantasy points. But like you said, the targets had, went down a little bit, down to six yeah, targets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if it stays at about six targets against Pittsburgh, I don't like that because I think to me, if, mm-hmm. if I'm a betting man, I use that term all the time, but now I am. Um, if I'm a betting man, uh, I probably would bet the under in the Steelers-Colts game. Those are two really good defenses and two really old quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh I don't, I don't love that for T.Y. Hilton. And while D.J. Moore, on the other hand, mm-hmm. um, it's not a right. great matchup, but he didn't have a great matchup last week and got 16. It doesn't, with Moore, it's kind of weird. He doesn't really yeah. rely on the matchup. It's kind of just random weeks where he pops off versus he just right. blows. Um, it's just a matter of if Teddy Bridgewater wants to throw him the football or not. Uh, but against Washington, like that, to me, that could be a game where mm-hmm. Carolina – I don't think they're going to get shut out mm-hmm. by any means. Like they've had a good offense all year. So, and it'll be a close game, right? So I think there'll be um, a decent amount of throwing in that game. So, and DJ yeah. Moore has been good player studs. Um, I'm, I'm starting DJ Moore. Okay. Sounds good. Um, next question, Daryl Henderson or JD McKissick. Uh, this one's gross to me. This is probably the grossest one I've had um, all season. Gross question I've gotten all season. Yeah. Um, but um, so McKissick the last couple weeks has been fantastic for the most part. Um, in, in, uh, in Antonio Gibson's absence, I don't yep. know if Gibson's going to play. I believe I saw a report that says he's not. So, I hope um, he plays. yeah, I do. I do hope he plays <laughs> I have too. Him if Daryl Hendry, I mean, if, if, uh, Antonio Gibson plays McKissick cannot be started, do not start him in yes, any agreed. format. Yep. Um, if, if Antonio Gibson comes back, if Gibson's out, I think he's considered a good option. Now, I guess you could say Henderson and McKissick. If you made it to the fantasy championship with either one of these guys in your starting lineup, congratulations. I don't know how you did it. 
Might be um, a deep league, multiple flex spots. Daryl Henderson's tricky because Cam Akers is out this week. Yes, he and is he's playing the Seattle Seahawks. It's a good matchup, and it's a good matchup. But when you look at, I mean, the last couple of weeks, it's it's hard. Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Arizona, New England, the Jets. Who I don't know how they've gotten good against the run. Um, but there's been there's been some hard matchups for him the last couple of weeks. The last time he played Seattle, he had nine points, um, which is not reassuring. And on a 32% snap percentage, though. On a 32% snap percentage. But even the games where he had above 50% snap percentage, he had nine, eight. eight yeah. It's just gross. Um, so for me, it's not that Daryl Henderson is a bad option for you against Seattle. For this week, yeah. I just, even when he was kind of one of the featured guys in the offense, he was still only getting between 40 to 50%. And right. it's like, they like to spread the ball Malcolm around. Brown's going to get his carries. Right. And so I, I think he's going to get opportunities. He'll probably get 10 carries and he'll get his opportunities in, through the air and on the ground and stuff like that. But I, I just don't know if it's going to turn into, uh, Seattle's offense is also, I mean, um, the Rams' offense against the Jets just looked poor, porous and horrible. And Rick has mentioned that this is a playoff game for both teams, essentially. Uh, this yes. is to, to make the playoffs and win the division, most likely. If the Rams lose this game, they are in, I believe they're in danger of missing the playoffs. They're in danger of missing the playoffs, correct. So this is a game they have to play well in, but I don't know if that really lends a, you know, lends a hand to Daryl Henderson. You know. um, and then McKissick on the other side, he's playing Carolina. And he's had in the last couple weeks, 12, 9, and 21 since Antonio Gibson started missing time. I believe that was the start of when that happened. Yep. Um, and so in the last couple weeks, he's gotten 10, 13, and then he had 10, 9 catches yep. um, this Ridiculous. past week and got 21 fantasy points. He has an easy matchup. I'm going to have to go with J.D. McKissick here, and I hate it, but I'm going to have to go with J.D. McKissick. I love J.D. McKissick this week if Gibson is out. Um you want to know how many targets J.D. McKissick has on the season? How many? 92. He has 92 targets. That's gross, dude. That's gross. Like, <laughs> that is so disgusting. But fantasy-wise, it's awesome. Yeah. He had 15 targets in a game. He had 10 this past week. Um, the week before that against uh, San Fran, he yeah. only had four targets. But that was a game where they were winning. It was a very defense-oriented game. Um, against Carolina, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be you know a close game, back and forth. I can see, yeah. uh, I could see Washington even maybe even getting upset this week to be honest, but right. um, losing or being close game. So there will be throwing involved, and I can see him getting ten targets again if he mm-hmm. does that. That's a that's pretty much a guaranteed floor of like right. ten points. Right, he gets like eight nine catches. Uh-huh. So. And then whatever he does on the ground is just bonus. Mm-hmm. So right. JD McKissick for me is the guy to go with here. But if Gibson plays, then go Daryl Henderson. For sure. Um, Josh Jacobs or Terry McLaurin. I think this one's pretty easy. I'm gonna have to go with Josh Jacobs. I love yeah. McLaurin, but I I I can't. I think this is a flex question. It is a flex question. Um, I'm I'm gonna have to go with Josh Jacobs. I don't really think it needs that much explanation. Um, we said Rick said a second ago when we were talking about DJ Moore, T. Y. Hilton, start your studs. I know Terry McLaurin's good, but Josh Jacobs is a top 10 running back in fantasy football. And if you pass up on that to start a wide receiver 15, right, right. Um, you're not really you're not really playing right, I guess. No, I mean if if McLaurin goes out and has a big week and you come back to me and be like, "Oh my god, why did you tell me to start Jacobs? You he had eight your, points." You I'm like, "You cannot play not games with not in the championship." We we saw a team last week in our home league that was far better than the team he was playing. Mm-hmm. And he ended up losing. 
because he played games. He started benching guys he shouldn't have benched because of matchups, because of all of that. And when you start playing games like that, you start losing. Yep. So the, the question of Josh Jacobs or Terry McLaurin should not be there. I guarantee you, you have a wide receiver on your team that probably could be start. Terry McLaurin could be started over if you really want to start him that bad. Um, but I have to go Josh Jacobs in the flex. Dude, why are you hating on the question, bro? I I, I just sometimes... Is, I think it's a legit question. Yeah, yeah. Josh Jacobs is kind of been you know he's been he still has been very good yeah but he's kind he's of been like down. he's been underwhelming a little bit for people who took him especially people who took him in the first that's round. because everyone hypes josh jacobs up to be this ridiculous player and he's really not he so just, the expectations now come back like he had 2.9 yards of carry this past week yeah that's gross it's but they so still gross. gave it to him 20 times he did yes <laughs> but if he doesn't get in the end zone he's getting like eight points a week right yeah, yeah, so yeah. and against the dolphins that's a good defense so it's it's not a great matchup in mclaurin has a Good matchup against Carolina. Fantastic matchup. So I understand the question, but I'm with Morgan. You know, mm. start your studs. I'm starting Josh Jacobs. Uh, Leonard Fournette or Le'Veon Bell. This is probably the coup d'etat, oh the gosh, question so of all questions. Because um, we got to get to the next couple really quickly. But um, but this is probably the, 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 the main event of questions. Because, man, oh, man. This one is, is all of the starting running backs being injured. And having to start either one of these guys. Now, for me, I know I'll I, say... I know who I'm going to say. I, we're probably going to say the same guy because we always do. But um, I'm not going to say... I'm, I'm going to say I, we told you to pick him up. Yes. And I'm probably going to start him in at least one league if I need to. I think I have to in one league. Yeah. But I'm not going to play Le'Veon Bell this week. And I would probably start Fournette over Le'Veon Bell. Yep. I say that first so that you can leave now that the semantics are over. Um, so I'm going to go into the reasons why. Obviously, he's in the Kansas City Chiefs offense. So you want to think that he's got this yeah, opportunity to have a really big... Yeah, he had a really good week this week. 15 carries, 62 yards. Um, and, and you look at him and you go, wow, this guy... And he had a touchdown too. Um, but you look at him and you go, it's Le'Veon Bell. He's been good... You know, in the past, he's the starting running back now for Kansas City over the next two weeks. So he's going to be the guy that's featured in that offense. I should start him. And last week, I started Tony Pollard blindly against the Cowboys. So why can't I start Le'Veon Bell? Well, you have Leonard Fournette. That's why. Yeah. So for me, I think for Fournette, his big, I mean, uh, for Le'Veon Bell, his biggest problem is, is, is the pass catching. It's just not there. And against Atlanta, they're going to be tossing it downfield. They don't usually uh, give up a lot of fantasy points to running backs. I think it's going to be a tough day for Bell on the ground. If he doesn't get involved through the air and they don't use him in the red zone, he's essentially going to be useless for the Kansas City Chiefs, and you're probably going to get like a 6-10 to 10 point game out of him. He might have a really good week. I will say that. It might be a week where he has he has a really good week, which is which is why I'm not fully scared of starting him. Like I'm not running out to pick up J.D. McKissick and start him over Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, that's a good question too, but I'd probably start <laughs> you could discuss that. But anyway, if Leonard Fournette for me is going up against Detroit, it's an easy matchup. Yes. Um, he is the starting running back. Rojo yes. is not playing this week. He was a worse efficiency-wise. Horrible. Against, against Atlanta last week. He had 49 yards on the ground on 14, on 14 carries, 3.5 yards a carry, yeah. and he even had 16 yards on three catches through the air, five yards per carry. It's yeah. terrible. It really is bad. But that was against Atlanta, who now Le'Veon Bell is going to play. And I know that they're going to get in the red zone. I know they're the Kansas City Chiefs. But I, I, you know what, Kansas City, I want to know how many, how much they get into the red zone. Because they just score a lot on big plays. Yeah, they really do. So many big plays. But anyway, 
I don't think that Le'Veon Bell is going to score 20 points like like Leonard Fournette did this week. So, And I think Fournette against the easier matchup with most of the workload, I think it's going to end up being a really good week for him. So I would start Fournette. I'm starting him in multiple leagues that I have him in yep. um, over Le'Veon Bell. You know, it's funny. Fournette like has been getting a lot of slack all season, as he probably should. Yeah. But if Ronald Jones wasn't there, Fournette would probably be like a low-end RB1 Whoa. or like a high-end RB2 this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and even same, you, if Bell was on the Chiefs the whole year and Clyde yep. wasn't there, he'd right. probably be like an RB2. Yeah. Like, um, and both guys have been getting a lot of heat all year. I mean, they haven't been great. But, yeah, um, yeah I'm 100% with you. I would start Fournette. Uh, he got 20 points last week against a bad matchup. He has an easier matchup this week against Detroit. Hopefully he's more efficient. I don't think he's going to get two touchdowns again. Yeah. But he can be more efficient with the work he's getting. And what I love about Fournette is when he is the main guy out there, right. he gets targets as well. He had five targets this week as well as the majority of the carries. So, and I think Bell Bell's going to get the majority of the work, but I think you're, you could see Daryl Williams out there yeah, getting, yeah, yeah. Some, getting some work too. Right. Uh, and I'm not sure if he's going to get as many touches as Fournette right. does. And it's a harder matchup. I'm just going with Fournette. I agree. Uh, next question, Brandon Ayuk or A.J. Brown? I want to kind of talk about this one quickly. Uh, the, the, this is an, a, a very interesting question because um, A.J. Brown is playing Green Bay. There was a game there. Yes. Uh, he's the tough matchups this year. It's a he's very been tough matchup. Good and bad. So, but against Green Bay, I, I don't know. I don't know if he can. I don't know if he can. This is a, have it, a really good game against them. It, and his target share has been kind of dropping. Yep. In the last couple of weeks, I don't want to say it, uh, it's consistently that because he's had games where he had four targets and then come back and had ten, and you know it is what it is. But I yuck, Ricky was Rick was telling me before the show. Ever since Debo's kind of been out and midway point mm-hmm. of the season, usually is when rookie wide receivers start turning it on. He's had ten targets, fourteen targets, nine targets, sixteen targets, thirteen <sighs> targets. He's playing Arizona this week, which is a much easier matchup, and he's been the wide receiver. Th- Three since, since week, week seven. Week seven. Well, and points per game. Because he did game. miss some games due right. to COVID. Yes. Um, and he had a bye week in there. But if you just go by points per game yep. since week seven, it is, I, be, I had the list. I think it was Tyree Kill, mm. Devontae Adams, and Brandon yep. Ayuk. Those are the top so three So I'm going to surprise you, and I'm going to say Brandon Ayuk here. Okay. All right. That's crazy because I'm the Brandon Ayuk guy, and you're not. And here I am. You're I was the, sitting here. And you're the AJ staring, Brown guy. I was staring at the question, going, "This is a dumb question." You just start AJ Brown, and then as I thought about it, I was like, "You know what? That's not." Yeah, honestly, easy. I don't think you can go wrong either way. Either but way. I'm start your studs guy. I don't. I just can't say AJ Brown. I can't do it. I'm starting AJ Brown. I I don't want to go down with AJ Brown on my bench. I'd rather go down with him in my starting lineup. I love Brandon Ayuk. Though. I don't feel like this is a. AJ Brown has a really bad matchup, so I'm going to pick up a wide receiver off the waiver wire and no, start yeah, a yeah, decision. Sure. It's, it's Brandon Ayuk has like, been legit. Ayuk, Ayuk has been legit. I think if He's there's a way you can strike both guys, you do it. Um, but I'm, yeah. I still just can't say. I'm I want to know what this guy has on his team. I, I know, right? <laughs> to make this um, decision. I'm still starting my studs. I'm still starting AJ Brown. But Ayuk, if you play him, is going to have a good week. Uh, I think AJ Brown has a higher ceiling though, yeah. because as good as Ayuk's been, I don't think he's hit 20 points yet in half PPR. He's hit 19. Yeah, so he's AJ 18, AJ Brown 17. is one of those guys, even against Green Bay, where yeah. I've talked about it all season. He can season. go off for an 80 yard touchdown. You, you, yeah, he can go off for an 80 yard touchdown and and win you week, uh, win you a week. And so I I think that you still have that there with AJ Brown. You'll always have that. I don't think you have that with Ayuk. Yeah, I mean, because Ayuk even in a game where he had 16 targets, he had 16 fantasy points. Because he had Nick Mullins throwing him. You know who his quarterback is this week? C.J. Beathard with Josh Rosen. You mean Rosen uh, as Josh as Rosen? <laughs> well, we'll see. I hope they start Josh Rosen. I'm not going to lie. Um, next question, Mark Andrews or Robert Tanyan? 
That's a tight end question, so I'm not going to spend hours on it, but go ahead. Uh, I I was hoping you'd go first. Um, my initial thought is Mark Andrews. I know Tanyan's been fantastic all year. I picked him up. I love Robert Tanyan. My only concern with him is his target share is not really that high. He gets like five targets a week. Although Mark Andrews does too, but I think Mark Andrews just gets more, he's more efficient with the targets, I feel like, and he gets more yards um, is the big thing. So he's more, he has a higher floor play if he does not catch a touchdown. Um, I think it's going to be mostly based on matchup here. So I'm going with, I'm going with Tanyan. Okay. All right. Tight end, number three on the season, PPR. That's crazy. Bro, how come every year I pick up, like, the most random tight end and I end up being top five? Like, I had Hooper last year and this year it's Tanyan. Yeah, I'm going to go Andrews just to play devil's advocate here. Uh, But I think I have, like, the three and four tight end this week, so you're fine either way. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say ten, I'm gonna say Tanyan um, just based on I, I think they have the same target share. Rick was saying that they're more efficient. I think it's like, about uh, it's really about the same. Andrews is more efficient through the um, what is it? Andrews gets more yards air, through yeah. yardage, but yeah. um, Tanyan has caught. He's a touchdown machine. He's a touchdown machine. He's going up against Tennessee, easy matchup. Andrews is going up against the Giants, which is not an easy matchup for him. Yeah. Um, I, I I think this is a game where the Ravens could just blow the doors off. Man. I think they could just blow the doors off the Giants. And, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. It could, maybe it's close. Who knows? But why does I, I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Robert Tanya. Your screen. We're looking at the exact same thing. And yours has dark red for Week 16 for Ro- Mark Andrews. Mine is an orange. I don't know why that is. Yeah, maybe I didn't reload it. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, I'm gonna start Tanya. So it's hopefully fine. that helps. Take you take the information I gave you and <laughs> yeah. answer it through your own way. Um, and the final question we have really quickly uh, is <sighs> James Robinson, DeAndre Swift. Swift has been good for the last yep. four weeks since they decided to give him the full workload. James Robinson has been good. Not I don't think he's gone under ten points this season. Since, oh, hey, um, I think he did, but it hasn't been since like week five. Like he's so been on a roll. I really don't know. Um, they're giving they're giving James Robinson rest this week, which is concerning to me. Um, he's James Robinson, he's oh god, that's so tough. Yeah, I'm gonna go Swift. I know. Um, wow, I know it's it's kind of yeah. Uh, see, it's so I don't know, man. I think I think I would start Swift, but James Robinson has carried you to the championship, right? He's been that guy. Both guys have tough matchups. I'm gonna go James Robinson. Yeah. Ah, uh, see, I don't know. Now I'm kind of leaning. Is this this is another really good one? And I haven't really done re- my my weekly research on running backs yet, so I don't know where I'd rank these guys. Um, but Robinson, he just hasn't been great, man. He hasn't the last few weeks. He's still getting you ten points. He got tw- ten points against Tennessee, twelve against Baltimore, but his yards per carry against Baltimore was two point two, and against Chicago, that is a legit defense. I don't think Jacksonville's going to really do anything on offense. I hope James Robinson gets a touchdown because if he doesn't, I think he's scoring in the single digits, and that could really cost you a game if you don't start DeAndre Swift, who people say, like, oh, this should be easy. James Robinson's RB4, but really since Swift has become the starter, he's been fantastic. Um, And in his last few weeks, he has 10, 23, 13, and 19. Um, So, But his matchup is hard, too, against Tampa. So it's Mm -hmm. like it's pretty much at this point who do you trust more, right? Do you think DeAndre Swift against Tampa is more of a matchup? I'm gonna go proof? with the lore of the guys that carried you there. He got to start yeah, James Robinson. I'm gonna change it and say James Robinson too, just for that reason. You know, he he got you this far. I wouldn't bench him. Yeah, I agree. So there are there's all the questions we have for this show. Um, we answered ten. We went ten minutes over. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. That's it. 
Q and A's done for 2020. Dang. Next next week, uh, I don't even know. I don't even know what we're gonna talk about on Wednesday. Oh no, we're doing we're moving injury report to Thursday show. So be sure to check that out. We're gonna have three episodes next week. We have injury report tomorrow. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs. <laughs>